This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Toom. And I'm Skeleton. We finally did it. We got it. Halloween month, baby. Halloween month. Tim, Halloween month this year has five Sundays. Sunday, 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 Sunday. And Sunday night. Like Sunday night, Monday morning, depending on where you are in the world, that's when our episodes come out. So guess what? Five Halloween month episodes. Um... I love it, Tom. Yeah. Can't get enough. Some people would Halloween. say it's a curse that we've been cursed. Why why would you say that? Cursed with five Yeah. Ah, uh, like, you know, uh somebody put a curse on us. Now you'll have to do five this year because of like something we said last year. Yeah. And when there did, was a Friday come the up 13th. with what the what next year's calendar is gonna be. When do they come out? Yeah. I don't know. They're they're probably. I think sometime in Q four. I okay. think we should find out what the days are. You ever? Uh, uh, meet there's a, a there's a calendar company, right? What? How how <laughs> far in advance are they? Like, you know, like oh, we got the layouts for uh, uh-huh. you know. I, I think it's probably just software at this point, Tim. <laughs> I don't think they even have to make the layout. All right, sorry, you. I interrupted. I you. Think, and you're right. This I think is... they could probably just be like, "All right, for whatever, let's say tomorrow, the year 2152 is a big deal. Everybody's like, oh, man, you hear what's going to happen in 2152? I can't wait.' And they get so excited, even though nobody's going to be alive today." In 2152, uh, maybe, you know, yeah, uh, that they're like, we got to buy calendars. The calendar company, Tim, they could spin it up tomorrow. Okay. I mean, there are also those people that are like June 14th, mm-hmm. 1976. And they'll be like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, have you ever met anybody that's, uh. That's uh, like that. Just uh, none other than Mary Lou Henner herself. Well, oh, well, Mary Lou Henner, Tim, she remembers everything. Yeah. That's one of her things. I know. So weird. And she's like one of the few people in the world with like a actual photographic memory. Yeah. She remembers like every detail of what happens to her on every day. And you know what? Mm-hmm. They should have her do audiobooks live. <laughs> Of books she's read in the past? Yeah. Yeah, because she, right? She claims she can, like, remember every word of every book she's ever read. I mean, if, yeah. Yeah, if it's true. If it's true, Mary Lou Henner, like, rent out a theater and be like, hey, it's Angela's Ashes on uh, on Saturday night. Wait, so it'd be a live audiobook that would be performed? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how we know she's not reading off a page. Right. Okay. Or a teleprompter. Yeah. And she'll be blindfolded, too. And, and she won't be given much uh, notice. Or she won't be told which book it will be yeah, exactly. that she's read. She has to give a list of all the books she's ever she read. Gives, uh, she gives the producers of the show, Us, mm-hmm. her Goodreads password. Right. We'll go in there. We'll see. Okay. She purports to have read this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has to be one of those things where, like, we'll have audience members on the stage. They'll put, uh, like, coins on her eyes. <laughs> Wait, why do they have to put <laughs> coins on her eyes? Like, she's dead? No, 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 no. 
and then they tape oh, those, and then, tape and then they uh-huh. put a uh, a blindfold on, so she can't have like a prompter. And so, uh-huh. and then so she uh, can't have a prompter inside the blindfold. Yeah, exactly. That's not a thing. What do you mean? But, like VR goggles has have but, things. Well, in well, you would notice if she had VR goggles underneath a. They like, could do thin. They could do technology. Tom. I'd like to see it. I would love a blindfold that lets blindfold. me yeah, read go a to book Vegas. inside. Yeah, go to Vegas and and uh, see one of these magic shows. <laughs> and then I'm sure they got all sorts of things hidden inside to, of blindfolds. To see a magician's blindfolds. They'll be happy to show you. Anyway, we'll have. Audience members verifying mm-hmm. that there's no technology in the blindfold. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's told the book on stage. Wow. In front of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're taking a risk as as, uh, as, yeah, a, yeah, as an yeah, audience live member. Theater. It could suck. Oh, yeah. It could uh, be. You could be uh, like, oh, a million little pieces. Yeah, book's full of lies. Yeah. Or uh, uh, the telephone book in 1989. I don't think she read the whole thing. Maybe she maybe she's got a voracious appetite for knowledge yeah. cuz she remembers everything. Right. I two things I want to say about Mary Lou Henner's memory before we <laughs> okay. move on. One is I think it's funny I remember there was like some uh I don't know it was like Dateline, not Dateline, like 2020 or one of those news magazine shows like they did a story about like the five people in the world that have like actual photographic memory. And it's weird because one of them is Mary Lou Henner. So it's like yeah. a group of regular people and they're like, yeah, she was in taxi. taxi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. Uh, this, Tim, I forgot the second thing. I, I <laughs> can't <laughs> Mary Lou Henner. I am not. Yeah. Um, it's embarrassing, Tom. God, it is embarrassing. What the hell was the second thing? It was something to do That's with... something you'll oh. never hear Mary Lou Henner say, my friend. Uh, no, I remember what it was now. That's something you will hear her say about <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, shit, did I forget again? <laughs> oh, no, I remember what it is. Let me say it before I forget it forever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it must I'll, be... I'll just... I'll just... Uh, call an ambulance real quick while you relate this anecdote. Start having them on standby outside uh, before we record anyway. Um, do me, during the break, ask me who the current president is just to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, before you forget, what's the second thing? It must be weird for her because she's always been like this. So it's probably very hard for her to like relate to other people and imagine what it's like to not be able to remember everything. Right. Because you ever hear about people that don't have a voice in their head? You know, I might be one of those people. You never talk to yourself in your head? I can't tell if I do. I don't think I do. I don't think I hear like a voice. I don't hear myself going like... Oh, I an don't... ice cream truck. Wow, Tim. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like you do. That seems like a nice, sweet treat. Uh, why don't you use your legs and walk over to that there truck and uh, to buy it's yourself not an like ice cream truck? It's not a man inside my head that's just telling me everything to do. So what is it? It's so, like you would see an ice cream truck and you would think in your head, like, should I have ice cream? Uh, I don't know. I'm having dinner late. It's almost I mean, dinner time. I'll maybe have those thoughts, but like not in a verbal way. Like I won't. Then what do you? How do you picture them? Visual? No, you I see, just you know. You see it spelled out? No, it's just something I know. It's like I know there's ice cream there. Uh huh. I should like should, like. Yeah, I'd like some. So you just know everything. You never think about anything. I just I uh, there's not like a commentary being mm. like. 
No, I got, I got. Uh, like, I don't like if I see a blue car. I'm not. I don't hear like it's not in my head going like, "Hey, Tim, that's a blue car." It's yeah. just like I know, hey, blue car. That's it in my head. <laughs> that does. Hey, Tom, look at that blue car. You don't see that every day. Oh, look, another one. Wow, must be our lucky day. <laughs> Come to think of it, I see several blue cars a day. Um. Anyway, Tim. Uh, we're not here today to talk about Mary Lou Henner and her amazing ability to recall anything. Yeah, but we probably should talk or, more about it. And we're not here to talk about her illustrious acting career. Taxi, mm. other things. Yeah. What else was Mary Lou Henner? You'd think, you know, at least she'd get hired a lot. It's like, oh, she won't forget her lines, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think she'd be a uh, director's dream. Yeah, I guess not. Or she'd be in a lot of movies having uh, like long monologues. Like, oh boy, who are we going to get to do this long monologue? Oh, we'll get Mary Lou Henner in. That, that's exactly why I suggested the live audiobooks, yeah. Tom. L.A. Story, mm-hmm. Noises Off, okay. Johnny Dangerously. All right. NCIS Los Angeles. Like a recurring nah, role? one episode. She played Elizabeth Kilbride. Uh, she put, she murdered the uh, the woman who's getting married. Probably yeah. uh, with that with a name like that. Anyway, Tim, we're not here to talk about Mary Lou Henner. We're here to um, unless she comes up naturally during the conversation. She might. She might. We're talking about cursed movies, cursed films, right? Productions where hey, they're getting together. Hey, let's mm-hmm. let's make a movie. Maybe a horror movie. In right. some cases, a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's just things that go wrong. Well, it's interesting you said that because I was looking at uh, there. There's kind of like two types of cursed movies. There's cursed movies where they're about something mm-hmm. occultish, um, and like people feel like, oh, maybe we've oh, we've yeah. disturbed some sort of spirit, or and we've then they're pissed off some spirit yeah. by by doing this. And they're cursing this. They're having their revenge. Right. And then there are some that seem cursed for no uh, real reason at all. I'll tell you this, Tom. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, you know, in my research, a lot of it, number one, seems to be a product of uh, the fact that movies Mm -hmm. and movie making involve um, a lot of people, involve a lot of people. But also, like, in the past and sometimes in present day, like, a, a lot of it's slapdash yeah, in, in yeah. a lot of cases. So, like, may, they might not be the most professional places. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, Tim. You've been defending John Landis' dec- decisions on the set of a, the Twilight well, Zone movie for years. Here's the thing, Tom. That's not funny. We shouldn't make <laughs> jokes about that. You you were you said I oh, they should have got that helicopter. No, lower. I I think that's disgusting, Tom. When I uh, there there's a time like 15 mm-hmm. years ago, I was really you're, pissed off. You're about like, it. look, hey, that's the movie business. Sometimes people get decapitated. No, that's really not funny, Tom. But that's what you're saying, essentially. Like, look, it's a dangerous business. Sometimes things happen. It's slapdash. No, I think John Landis should be in jail. For people that don't know what we're talking about, the movie... Tom likes to make jokes about... No, uh, I'm not making jokes. You were the one making jokes, and I was just repeating them. (sighs) (laughs) The Twilight Zone movie, there was an horrible onset... I I I 
don't even want to call it like an accident because it wasn't like an accident. It was well, things did not go as things, planned. Things did not go as planned, but it was uh, uh, negligent. Negligent. Yeah. yeah. Um, although they were not found that way, where they uh, Vic Morrow, uh, actor in it, was shooting a scene with two kids, uh, very young children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, and uh, you know, I have their names here too. That's all right. We don't need to. Uh, into it. seven-year-old Micah Din Lee and six-year-old Renee Shinyi Chen. Mm-hmm. Um, the they it was like a, a Vietnam War scene, and the explosion went off and hit the helicopter above them, tilted the helicopter forward. The helicopter crashed and decapitated all three of them. Right, but they were filming at two twenty in the morning with children doing a stunt. Uh, apparently, the uh, children they were children of uh, mutual acquaintances. And they were paid cash to keep their names off the payroll. And a production secretary later reported remembering Landis joking, we're all going to jail. Right. It was a joke because he was but like, we'll never go to jail. Yeah. And he was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did but, not go to jail. Yeah. You know, like, my blood boils every time I think about this. Yeah. And like. Yeah. I mean, I I do apologize for joking about it because it is. It's unbelievably awful. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Tom. And, and nobody and nobody suffered any consequence. I think like the pilot who was like, "I don't want to do this." Like he lost his license. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then you know what? I'm, that's fine. Justice <laughs> okay. has been served. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I forget. There, there's a story about like that. It you know like ruined that guy's life because like, I'm sure. Yeah, because you know he he lived with that guilt, but also like. He didn't want to do it in the first place, and he was like forced to. Yeah, um, but I don't know. they they like threaten like you'll never work in this town again type thing. Yeah, well, jokes on them. He didn't. Yeah. Um, but but that's an example of like a cursed film. I don't consider. I don't that think cursed. that's a cursed. That's film. an that's, accident. Yeah, an accident that happened on set. That's negligence from mm-hmm. a slapdash production. Yeah. And uh, it's not cursed. I got all riled up about this mm-hmm. about 15 years ago. I went to a party, Tom, in Red Hook. Yeah. I don't remember who I was with. I was with like one of our, you know, remember we had like B team friends back then? Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're not my first choice to hang out with, but they're around. I'll like, yeah. Yeah, so I was with some of the B teamers. They were going uh-huh. to, like, I didn't really know anybody there. It's a yeah. party full of strangers. Uh-huh. And I got drunk and started like being all mad about John Landis for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> I was talking my talking this girl's ear off about how he should be in jail <laughs> and like how like uh, this is horrible tragedy and like it's all his fault and children were and she's like well, I'm in the film industry and, mm. and John I'm La- gonna do something about no it. she said and John Landis is my mentor wow I work very closely with him on and a lot I've of never things. heard about any that's of exactly oh, what she really? said and do she's like Google search this is all news to me and I was just like you gotta you got if you're out there Google your goddamn me- uh, mentors yeah hey that goes for everybody out there Google your mentors make sure they haven't uh, killed a bunch of people through negligence Tom I like that you interrupted me three times as I was trying to complete that last sentence and each time it wasn't as bad as what actually happened yeah oh just that she was uh the mentor 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was uh, also while you're telling that story, thinking about your B team being like, we gotta stop bringing this guy around. He just <laughs> he keeps cornering girls at parties and telling them about John Landis and how he should be in jail. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I wonder what <laughs> like Saturday night in 2007 or whatever, uh-huh. like. What reason I was like, you know what, I, I gotta take Landis down. At yeah, this. I thought you were gonna say, like, yeah, we went to this party in Red Hook, and who's there but John Landis? <laughs> nope, his, uh, his protege. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, he's got a cool son, though, right? He's yeah, probably a really yeah. good dad. Yeah, it, it sounds like, like an all around uh, shit family. Um, but anyway, that, so like that, and then I also have on, on my list of- Who are they talking, oh, wait, hold on, one other Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. I've been reading a lot about, uh, how Chevy Chase is a big dick. (laughs) Yeah, are you just, Tim, you haven't looked up your mentor Chevy Chase before? (laughs) No, did you hear, he went, he went on Marin recently, right? And that like made waves because Mm -hmm. like, you know, who sits down for like an hour long interview with Chevy Chase these days? Yeah. And like, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Well, and especially somebody like that who's like, any gripes, any, (laughs) (laughs) who do you hate in the industry? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Chevy Chase brought his wife and like, she kept interjecting and be like, she mm. he was like, she's like, I'm here to help him remember things. And yeah. it's like, no, it was whenever he started talking she was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm here as this free um, PR person to stop him from saying anything to get himself completely canceled. Yeah. But like, uh, there was some, uh. You know, I was reading some article as a follow up to be like, mm-hmm. uh, about like it was basically a takedown of Chevy Chase, like yeah. why he was a piece of shit. Uh-huh. And like one of the things they cited was like, uh, on the set of The Three Amigos, yeah, um, directed by John Landis. Oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like he gave John Landis shit for, um, what happened oh, on yeah, the Twilight yeah. Zone and said he didn't respect him. It's like, Oh, that actually makes me like Chevy <laughs> yeah. Chase. Oh, he's the only one that uh, <laughs> uh, said that to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that makes... Oh, yeah. When they talk about him alienating all the people he's worked yeah. with, I think, like, alienating a, a murderer of, of children is yeah. in, uh, is in che- high on my... Oh, Chase, you're on my shit list, Chase. Chevy Chase also strikes me as the kind of person that uh, does Google people. And... Uh, he, that wasn't why he, he didn't like John Landis. That was just like the worst thing he could find about oh, yeah. him. And, and so that's what he would say to him. Uh, he strikes me as like, that's, you know, the type of person where like uh, you argue with them and they'll immediately just go to like, well, at least my dad didn't walk out on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. wait, what? No, that's not what we were arguing about. Uh, he seems like that kind of person that just like, if if you like hurt his feelings a little bit, he'll be like, "Well, that's not what your dead wife said." And John Land, why do people keep working with him? I don't think they really do anymore. They did. They did. Like yeah. in the immediate aftermath. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was still a big name, and and I don't think like the story had probably gotten out there completely. You know, or I'm sure well, like that's a, like, people people needed to invite me to more parties. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'll tell them all about it. <laughs> um, so I'm including that as like just tragic accent. Nothing about, uh, you know, uh, somebody on set disrespected the devil and and or the whole movie was dabbling in things they shouldn't have been dabbling in. Just a horrible accident. 
And yeah. along those lines, uh, due the, to the negligence of some people yeah, in the production, yes, uh, the crow with Brandon right. Lee. That's a little different because people claim that there's a curse on like the Lee family. But like this is thing, Bruce Lee. Famous people die. Yeah, and it was like Bruce Lee died, so like the Lee family but, is cursed. But listen to this: Bruce Lee died. Uh, this might. I am pretty sure this is true. This is. I'm. I am a hundred percent sure what you're about to say is not true. That when Bruce Lee died, he was making a movie about an actor who gets shot and killed by a prop gun by accident. I don't. I, that can. There's no possible way that. But can if be. it is true, well, then, wouldn't that be something? Then yeah. that. Then that does lead more like you know, like how uh, Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy, and Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and all right. that stuff. Yeah. It, 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 is that is that all? Is all that stuff true? Who knows? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, shot in shot from a book depository and found in a theater shot from a theater found in a book depository like their uh their yeah, assassins a yeah. uh-huh. uh, whole bunch of stuff like that so i'll kind of include the crow even though again it just sounds like uh you know nobody was like don't make a movie about the crow if anything goths were like make a movie about the crow yeah we'll, we'll love that we'll be their opening night yeah Start the selling the shirts at, 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 hot, at Hot Topic and we'll buy them. We don't care if they're cursed. Um, so, yeah, again, just like another very tragic thing. Uh, and I would include in that also, this is like another one where a lot of tragedy, but also like, I think that was just kind of bad timing. Uh, have you heard about this movie, A Took, that they that never got made? Yes. So that one seems like, well, you go into it. Yeah. So this movie cast, they were, it was based on a book. Uh, They've been trying to make it for years. And over the years, they had cast John Belushi, who then died. Mm -hmm. Sam Kennison, who actually apparently shot a few scenes, but then he wanted to rewrite it. So they stopped production for him to do that. And they died. Then they cast John Candy, he died. And then they cast Chris Farley, and he died. Did they officially cast them? Or, see, this yeah. is my question. Mm-hmm. Or is it just something like, hey, this is a, a role for a big guy, a big yeah. funny guy. That's And, y- like, let's send them the script. We're trying mm-hmm. to get it going. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, too, that I don't necessarily consider that, like, cursed because it's like, well, John Belushi, Sam Kennison, and Chris Farley were all like similar in that they were like big guys who were loud and partied like crazy. Right. <laughs> and they all died tragic young deaths, but I don't think any of their deaths were like a surprise to, I don't know about Sam Kennison. I don't know that much about him. But like Chris Farley, you know, there are lots of people that say like, Oh yeah, the you know I uh, Bob Odenkirk's book. He talks about right. the last time he saw him that he was like, "This is probably going to be the last time I see him." Like he looks awful and yeah. he's you know high out of his mind and and looks terrible. So that's like a I think probably more just like a bad luck, bad you know. Yeah, I don't think there's a curse from a Tuke. Well, that's what you're saying because you've accepted the role of a toque. 
Tim, I would never. I, I'd wind up. Uh, They're looking for scabs to make some movies right <laughs> now. You went down and applied, and, then, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll be a toque. I don't care." They're like, "Look, uh, while we're making movies with scabs, anyway, let's do a bunch of curse productions. <laughs> let's bring them back, and that way, uh, you know what? SAG is probably like, you know what? Well, well that's fine. There's, we're we're giving a waiver to any curse production. <laughs> they can continue uh, filming with non-union talent. Yeah." Uh, make sure yeah i mean it'd be a good kill you know, some scabs yeah. and then yeah if somebody dies the scabs then people get what they deserve like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah that's what you get for crossing mm-hmm. the picket line and then but and if that doesn't happen then the theater breaks a curse and who doesn't want to break a curse every once in a while yeah it'd be nice if like every once in a while you ran into a friend and he's ah, how's everything going great i just broke a curse that had been on me yeah I, I defeated a wizard, and look, I have his sword, so now the curse is, is lifted. Right, but then puts the curse on you. <laughs> yeah, well. For prying into his private life that way. Has anybody ever tried to put a curse on you, you think? Not that I'm aware of. I do, look, I don't believe in a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you do believe in curses? I, you know, I, I think if somebody, like, gave a uh, a a compelling performance <laughs> of, of a putting a curse on me or a yeah. hex on me or something i think I'd, I'd i think it would mess me up for a little while <laughs> i mean there definitely is something too like i used to be a lot more skeptical of a guy of like not certain things like aliens and stuff that I was yeah always you like, are you are there. the least skeptical person <laughs> you believe anything you're told you believed that Bruce Lee story that he was filming a, a the, the story uh, well, were you on some uh, Angel City website telling you otherwise in order to save his younger and sister sister and brother. Uh, Bruce Lee's character joins a group of martial artists mm-hmm. uh, who are hired to retrieve a stolen Chinese national treasure from the top floor of a five-story pagoda in South Korea. That's not an actor making a It a might movie. be a subplot. It might be a B plot line. That he's also an actor in a film? Yeah, he's trying to make a go of it. And then he's he's got to fake his death or something to. Anyway, you said you used to not be as gullible as you are, or you used to be more <laughs> not, gullible. Not as, not as gullible, but I used to be like a lot more dismissive of like, uh, uh, I don't know, not spiritual things, but like, uh, you know, I can't even like think I had to describe it. Just kind of like mumbo jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm like a little bit more open to mumbo jumbo yeah. these days. Like the like a curse being something where it's like I used to be like ah whatever, and but nowadays I'm kind of like you know what I'd rather play it safe and you yeah. don't put a curse on me at all because like you might not be putting a curse on me, but I don't know there might be something to like putting that energy into the universe that's the thing. that, that it, might I was cause about something. To say energy and then it's like that's the same fucking it's, thing. It's hey, being like there's a that's curse on me. That's the same thing me. as yeah. mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But I think, but I do think there's occasionally something to it, and I'd rather uh, keep my nose out of it if I can. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Hey, stay stay away from the mumbo jumbo if you can. Um, I think those were those were. Oh, I guess another one that I have on here. <laughs> that was the extent of all the the cursed <laughs> movies that you no, have. No, no, the ones that aren't are, necessarily cursed. Yeah, that cursed. That there's like not something you can really point to why it would be this way. Um, uh, another one that's like this is uh, the role of Superman. 
Right. Uh, because uh, Kirk Allen, the I think he was the first Superman. And that's a guy I've never heard of, Tom. Yeah, he was in, you know, like some serials before George Reeves. Uh, it was more just, I think that the curse of Superman for a while, it seemed, was just... Once you play Superman, you're typecast, mm-hmm. and people can't see you in other roles. Yeah, but that's not a curse. That's just like the Hollywood casting system. Yeah, um, but like it's jo- like how you know acting works. Yeah, uh, George Reeves died. We know. You know, uh, originally you know, ruled everyone as suicide. Else in, those, in that uh, was a TV show. The yeah, Superman? TV show. Everyone else in that TV show died too. <laughs> But he he died under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. They made that movie Hollywood Land about it he, with Ben Affleck. That's about him? Yeah. What was the one autofocus? That was about uh, yeah, Hogan's was, Heroes guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Bob Crane. Yeah. Uh, and then we know, you know, Christopher Reeve had a horrible accident and, and died young. Uh, Lee Quigley, who played the infant Clark in uh, the first movie was a, the victim of schoolyard bullying and died at 14 from solvent abuse. I, I believe that's like glue sniffing. Jeez. And then uh, they also say like Brando had a lot of bad luck and Margot Kidder obviously had like a, a rough go of it. But I think that, but it's not like, and at the end that's of it. That's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, that's Hollywood. Exactly. There's not like a, and who was behind it? Lex Luthor, of course. <laughs> Uh, there's not, there's not something pointing to like, no, this guy said, you better not make a Superman TV show. It's only supposed to be a comic. If you do, I'll curse them forever. So what's, I, uh, what's going on with that? Uh, the new fella. I think it's alive and well, Jawline. as far as I know. Yeah. And, and, and Brandon Routh. He's, he's fine. Uh, Henry Cavill's fine. Yeah. Um, the, I forget the new guy's name. Uh, he's that they're gonna make a movie with. He's fine. Yeah, Brandon well, Routh's fine. Uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Lois and Clark? The New Adventures of Superman. Dean Kane is better than ever. Dean Kane's on top of the world. He's taking Hollywood by storm. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see? What's that? A Dean Kane, Mary Lou Henner, older people romance thing. Are they around the same? I think Mary Lou Henner is like a decent amount old. And why? Why would you like to see this? I don't know. I think they're both kind of attractive. How would... uh, I'm going to be Mary Lou Henner's agent here for a minute. Uh, How can my client use her ability to recall anything in her life with her photographic memory uh, in this film? She wants to start incorporating that interacting. She'll memorize the script. Yeah. Well, we they expect actors to do that on most movies. Dean Kane, yeah, no, but she'll be really good at it. Okay, he's fourteen years younger than her. Yeah, that's fine. A little bit a of May a, December. Yeah, a little May December. Yeah. What else happens in this movie? I don't know. He like uh, lifts a train above his head. So he's playing Superman in the movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tim, who else are you gonna do? Oh, you're gonna be uh, cast Dean Kane as somebody else. <sighs> Tim, you're feeding into the Hollywood system that typecasts these Supermen. The curse is real.
Timmy, ever have a bad habit you're trying to break? Yeah, I bite my nails, or I used to bite my nails. Yeah. I went cold turkey, You went cold turkey? It was very difficult. It was too difficult, and I still bite my nails. Yeah. Cold turkey, Tim, it might be good on sandwiches, but it doesn't (laughs) always work to break your bad habits. Uh, So today, we're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Tim, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. Oh, I like good better than bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy because it's just sucking in air, Tim. Yeah. it's uh, Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Here. Yeah. It's all that fun. I you're love fidgeting I, with I that. love fidgeting with things. I love fidgeting with this thing. Uh, I also, it's, it's very nice. It's made out of like wood and metal. It's very solid. It's like a, a fine crafted is the way I would put it. Tim stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over a hundred thousand customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code GUIDE to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code GUIDE to save an additional 10% off your order today. All right, Tim. Well, now that we've gotten all the movies that I said aren't cursed out of the way, hey, let's talk about some actual cursed yeah, movies. Yeah, let's quickly go through that in three to five minutes. <laughs> um, and you you were saying before we recorded, uh, which is true, that like a lot of these- yeah, That was off the record, Tom. No, I, well, you didn't say it. So, uh, And I, even if you say it, I have to agree to it for to count. I have to tell I you this every forget, week. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm recording everything all the time. Anyway. I, I I've recently learned that video audio, to, yeah, spatial information for later technology. With, uh, video of me using your bathroom. Damn, I might. I'm not doing anything. I'm just using the bathroom. I might be able to, to use all the information gathered to make a hologram one day with uh, you going to the bathroom. <laughs> I wouldn't mind as long as I'm dead. Show people whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, if I was like very rich and I had like a ornate fountain with just a hologram of you pissing <laughs> on top of it, that'd be a pretty big flex. That'd be like, wow, you know? I uh, yeah, I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't curse you from beyond the grave, Tom. <laughs> um, wait, I'm dead in this scenario. No, I don't know why you kept. You just assume you'll be dead before holograms exist. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the future here. Yeah, they might come up with all. I mean, technically, they've already come up. They've done it. I saw Will. I am was uh, brought into this uh, the CNN studio fifteen years ago. That's just a Pepper's Ghost situation. Yeah, what do you think a hologram is? 
Well, I'm talking about a real one. Yeah, don't you talk about Pepper's Ghost more than anybody? It comes up a lot for a stage. You sure Pepper's stage. Ghost into so many conversations Look, for a, for a piece of stage magic. It comes up a lot naturally in conversation. <laughs> you know, Tim. Uh, uh, Fifteen years ago, I cornered this girl at a party. It's like you know, uh, a lot of what they're calling holograms are actually just Pepper's Ghost. So uh, you set up a. A clear uh, piece of glass and then a mirror underneath She's like, the yeah, stage. Yeah, I know. Pepper is my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He helped me make the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney. Um, so now we're going to talk about real ones. But what I was going to say is uh, you were pointing out before that like a lot of these stories are just like awful and tragic. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not even that much fun at all because it's uh, real people. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, hey, movies, hey, the characters. Hey, movies, movies, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's laugh about the misfortune of others, I guess. Well, let's start off with, uh, this is a little bit of a Books the Podcast crossover, Tim. Because uh, The Exorcist, which we're reading, I'm reading on Books the Podcast right now, patreon.com slash complete guide. Um. The, the movie, The Exorcist, was uh, cursed. A lot of bad things happened. Yeah, okay. Let's let's go through. Mm-hmm. And this was about uh, a demon, uh-huh. for people who don't know The Exorcist, uh, possessing yes. a young girl named mm-hmm. Reagan. Yeah. and Played uh, by future president, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, priests performing an exorcism on her. Yeah. That's, that's what the movie is about. So, so that's the kind of movie where you could see, oh, okay. You're... It was played by Ronald Reagan, and you know what uh, his uh, catchphrase was? What? Your mother sucks cocks in, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I was going yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in a whale? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. The uh, so early here we go before the movie even started production, Tim, a bird flew into a circuit box. (laughs) I mean, that happens on most movies, causing a massive fire that burned down the set of Regan's family home. The only room that was unaffected was Regan's bedroom in which the film's exorcisms would take place and were filmed in. Right. So like that's a good a nobody got hurt. Nobody died. And B, it's like, oh, that is our. I mean, if the the devil was like, I don't want to make this movie, he might send a bird to go do this. Right, birds. Was it a crow? It doesn't say what kind of bird it was. Also, do you think the devil would be mad about the Exorcist, or he'd be like, "Good, get the word out. All publicity is good publicity." Let him know that I can strike anyone at any time. Yeah, like. Put the fear, you know, people are not as afraid of me as they should be. Maybe it was God trying to prevent yeah. uh, the, the exorcist. God but doesn't why want... would he burn down everything except her room? Well, why would the devil burn I down everything except like, the room? I think he's like, make the whole movie just in the room with me, the devil. Oh, he was, it, was, <laughs> it was a gambit for more screen time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, this is my ticket uh, yeah. to stardom. It was like uh, finally that, uh, things are happening for old Lucifer. That uh, it was like uh, uh, the second worst idea next to that uh, Jesse Smollett guy's <laughs> idea to get more screen time on uh, on his TV show. Yeah. Uh, in in both cases, neither worked. 
Um, okay. <laughs> so then <laughs> the the next things that happen, uh, Jack McGowran, uh, whose character Burke Dennings is killed, uh, spoiler alert, uh, in the film. He died of complications of influenza shortly before the film's release. How old a man was he? Not sure. But I remember him in the film like, uh, yeah, you know, he, he didn't, he was like, you know, smoking old detective. Like he wasn't necessarily yeah. the picture of health. Um, and that alone, I don't think is much. But then after that, the, um, uh, <laughs> you know what? This one's even more of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what what is the same here? Vas Vasiliski Malara Malaros. Oh yeah, uh-huh. who played the mother of Father Damien Caris, died from natural causes that same year. In the film, her character also died after being admitted to a hospital. Oh. <laughs> it's like yeah, you know, eerily of, similar. <laughs> a lot of old people are admitted to a hospital before they die. Yeah, and and she played, uh, you know, the this priest's mother. That in the book, there's even reference to like uh, when when Reagan knows that the priests. I'm sorry, there's not an episode of books podcast here, but. When when Reagan knows that the that um the, it from behind the, the paywall the, the priest Damien Karras's uh mother had died, uh but this is when he's still skeptical in his head, he's thinking like she's seeing a man in his forties, it's not the craziest stretch to guess that his mother may have recently died. Right. So what I'm saying is they cast a woman who looked like she could die soon, and then she did. Not the craziest Tom, thing. What? Do you know when Vasiliki Maliaris was born? Oh no, when? October sixteenth, eighteen eighty three. Gee, yeah, come on, guys. She was almost a hundred years old. Yeah. She was ninety five, I guess. Or? She she died when she was she was ninety, but like ninety in nineteen seventy three is yeah. like 150 now, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's probably uh, drinking a gallon of gin every night and smoking cigarettes. You ever see like a picture of like a 40 year old in 1973? (laughs) They don't have any teeth anymore. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, not the craziest thing. Yeah, like, oh, this movie's cursed. A 90 year old lady who was born shortly after the Civil War ended. (laughs) Uh, Um, Linda Blair and Max von, von <laughs> Sydow. Is that how you say his uh-huh. name? Yeah. Um, tragically lost family members during the production. And Father Karras actor Jason Miller had a near fatal motorcycle accident during filming. I know he also later in life had very big problems with alcohol. Right. Uh, and especially in the 70s, he could have been riding drunk and that motorcycle guy. motorcycle guys motorcycle when i hear about somebody who had a motorcycle Hollywood accident motorcycle I'm, not guys. Like, I'm not like oh um, but they're so safe yeah what do you mean they had an accident a young hollywood star who rides a motorcycle around and uh yeah, yeah he's had probably an accident yeah doing like the uh arm signals whenever he's making mm-hmm. a turn yeah but are very dangerous <laughs> keep yeah keep both hands on there um I like uh what's his name? Uh uh Mark Hamill. That happened to him. Yeah. And then he messed they, up his whole face for the rest of his life. 
Well, they had to like write it into the script. Yeah, but I yeah, always Luke thought Skywalker fell off a did space his face motorcycle. look that different? Yeah, you ever see the before and after? Now they'll get the before and after. Not right now. It's fine. I believe you. Um, I just remember when I saw those movies, I didn't really notice anything. Yeah, you uh, you said not now, but now you're looking over at my screen. Well, because you're still doing it, and then both Linda Blair and Ellen Bur- Burstein. <laughs> Uh, who played Reagan's mother, Chris McNeil, suffered uh, back injuries as a result of the production. But then they go on to say Burstein's injuries were caused by a harness that jerked her around the set. Again, slapdash production. And Blair's were caused by poor rigging on Reagan's bed, which shakes about violently during an exorcism. Again, it's like, I'm sure there's, you know, uh, uh, some like old... uh, teamster or something that that's reading these articles going yeah and that's why we fought for more regulations you can't do this stuff you can't just put them in a harness and jerk them around yeah i agree yeah i feel like a lot of uh okay verdict tom mm -hmm. cursed or not cursed i don't think it's cursed i don't think because then there there's also like oh and then somebody who made the exorcist 2 died it's like all right that now we're talking about a different movie. It's a whole different movie. But these two, Tim. Hold on, I'm looking at a pit of. Uh, I tried to find a before and after picture. I uh, mm-hmm. it auto completed. I said uh, into Mark Hamill before and after accident. But then I got this picture, which uh-huh. is Mark Hamill when he's like 24 before years and old after 40 years. <laughs> yeah, and then one from Comic Con where like he's sweaty and bloated looking. <laughs> yeah, in probably what 2017. Yeah, it looks about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. He looks different. That's age will do it to you. Yeah. And that's that might even be New York Comic Con. He might have just had to walk all the way over to the Javits Center. That yeah. could explain why he's all sweaty. Yeah, it's probably before. For that um, seven stop, was Ab- open. yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I don't think that was in there yet. Yeah. Um, He's not looking good in that second picture. He's no, gotten better he since then. You know what though, Tim? I was gonna say he's in uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Hmm. Uh, and he's great in it right now. Yeah, uh, on Netflix. If you're looking for something spooky to watch, everybody out there, Mark Hamill playing like uh, not the type of character he usually plays. It actually made me excited. Does he play like a space jedi in it he plays something? like a space guy that has a sword made out of light okay um and he can like that's move. somewhat similar to he can what move seen. things with his mind uh he's got like a little green guy that's uh teaching him how to do it okay yeah i think that's actually it doesn't really go with the rest of the show but it's hey it's fun to watch I like a little green guy in any context. That, that's true. I think I do like a little green guy in, in most movies. Um, um, hardcore uh, Flintstone fans are like, no, the Great Kazoo <laughs> ruined that show. <laughs> the Great Kazoo? Was that his name? Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill in this made me kind of, it made me feel like, oh, is Mark Hamill kind of going for like, I think maybe like a character actor? Mm. now and it's like oh that would be like a good fit for him because you know he, he's done uh like voices for a long time and yeah. in cartoons he's the joker he's uh, the jokester in uh batman uh but in this he he talks like this he's got like a real gravelly voice oh he got into yeah. another motorcycle accident though. <laughs> yeah well, it's actual gravel in yeah. his throat. yeah uh we do have a ride on motorcycle 
Um, not at this point in my life, no. <laughs> not not right now. I've I have had too much fears. to live for and yeah. too much fear of death. Yeah. Would you? I don't think so. They look fun. <laughs> I've I've ridden like uh, motorbikes and stuff, I guess. But yeah. but I've been terrified the whole time, and like so, I can't really enjoy myself on a closed track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd ride with, a with like yeah, with like the proper yeah. s- uh, safety equipment mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, okay, so the next two movies, <laughs> Tim. The biggest wusses on it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever ride a motorcycle? <laughs> no, me neither. Oh, God. Oh, they're so <laughs> dangerous and scary. Why don't we act like tough guys on the show? Why don't we just say we ride motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah, How hard is that? Yeah, we ride motorcycles. But, you know, before the show, we go out. We, on public streets. We cruise the Pacific Coast Highway. Just to get it all out of our system, we, we come back speed. here and we record. We yeah. we speed, we switch bikes sometimes it while we're while going. While we're driving, yeah. It's crazy, but you know, that's just kind of guys we are. We're tough, brave guys. That's good. These next two movies, Tim, I am gonna argue were cursed. Okay. Poltergeist. The poltergeist. No, it's just poltergeist. Uh again, another Steven Spielberg joint. Mm-hmm. He produced it. Uh, he produced Some it. Some people say secretly directed, directed it. it. Uh, well, we'll who get it Toby Hooper. Yeah. Uh, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre, which that was cursed. All those, uh, a bunch of people got murdered by a chainsaw. Yeah. Massacred, they'd say. It was in Texas, too. Yeah. Well, well yeah, it was. <laughs> I forgot that part. All right, so first up, awful, the, the little girl died. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann Freely. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, I'm getting my information from allthatsinteresting.com, rottentomatoes.com, and collider.com. Nice. It's a mix of all those things. Um, but uh, she was only five years old when they made that movie. She was the one who went, they're yeah. Remember that? They used to be like a real scary thing they would show all the time. I and know. they were like, remember scary movies? They're here. They don't show that uh, when they're like, hey, remember scary movies? I don't. Have you seen anything where it's like, hey, remember scary movies lately? Yeah. But they've got all new scary movies. They're like, uh, I'm the Blair Witch. Yeah. Or, oh, look out for me. I'm the Baba Duke. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she, uh, was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease and died. Uh, she, they think they actually had a congenital intestinal abnormality. So just sad and bad. Uh, Dominique Dunn, who played older sister, Dana Freeling was brutally murdered by her ex-partner. Um, yeah, so it's just like another just bad. Halloween <laughs> month is really the most fun month on the complete guide we'll get to everything. To the, right? the next one's better, but I forgot this one's just kind of like full of tragedy. Uh, Will Sampson, who played Taylor the Shaman, uh, he died after unger- undergoing a heart lung transplant, and which normally Wait, this is a fun one. You said no, no, no. The next movie. Oh, okay. But it's like he died while undergoing a heart-lung transplant, which we all know is normally just an in-and-out same-day yeah. procedure. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, uh, oh, it was somebody died in Poltergeist, too. But the big thing with this, the the rumor for years, Joe Beth Williams, who is an actor on it, along with Craig T. Nelson, you know that? 
TV's coach? Yeah, he played the dad. Yeah, of course. He I played know that. Poltergeist Dad. Yeah. TV's coach and Poltergeist Dad. Um she claimed, Joe Beth Williams, that Steven Spielberg insists on using real human skeletons as props on set, uh, though this has never been proven true. Uh, apparently, at, at, this is how crazy the 70s were, Tim. It's cheaper to use real skeletons than plastic skeletons. Hey. Uh, there were no laws against digging up <laughs> graves back then. Apparently not. I think Steven Spielberg was probably just like, look, we, we got this prop warehouse. I'm sure we got 20 skeletons in there. Just throw them in the in the ditch and use those. So that was that was the claim um, for for poltergeist. But it's just kind of like. Eh, sounds like a, a bunch of tragedies again. Like you don't know the the you didn't mention the one that isn't like the saddest thing on earth. What's that? Um, Maybe you know I don't know it. That um, scene where the boy, I think it's a boy, is in bed, and the toy clown starts strangling him. Oh yeah, it actually started strangling it him. It did. Right? Like the prop malfunctioned, mm-hmm. and like. There was a thing where, like, again, slapdash negligent yeah. uh, producers. Um, Filming with children being like, just check it once. We don't have to check yeah, it and it was twice. also like, man, this kid's a really good actor. He's acting like he's really <laughs> wow, getting choked he's out by purple. the... Yeah, and uh, they had to, like, go rip it off of him. Man. And Yeah. Yeah, I think I do remember here, like, the drawstring or something got right, like the string that you pull to make it go, hi, I'm a clown, or whatever. Well, no, it, it literally strangles him in the movie. Yeah, but like, I think it was that that got yeah. stuck. Something um, like that. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. And, like, these stories come out. It's like, isn't it a curse? And, like, a lot of people are like, oh, did the... Did the studio plant that to to drum yeah. up? It's like, did the studio plant that like they almost accidentally like strangled the child because <laughs> like they didn't check the props properly? Right, because most people probably read that story and go, oh, "Sounds like a real slapdash set." <laughs> sounds like they were approaching things in the slapdash manner we're accustomed to in the nineteen seventies here, yeah. rather than think like, "Oh, it sounds haunted. I should go see it." Yeah. But the one that I like sounds, how often we're using the word slapdash today. <laughs> the one that sounds legitimately haunted is the Omen. The Omen, which I didn't know. I never realized. That's a Richard Donner flick. Yeah. Speaking of the Superman curse. Yeah, exactly. He brought it with him to the Omen. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's here's some of the stuff that happened it, during this movie. Gregory Peck, who plays the film's protagonist canceled a flight at the last minute for unknown reasons. Chillingly, the plane he nearly boarded wound up crashing to the ground, killing everyone on board. What plane was this? Like a private plane. Oh, okay. Uh, to make things even more... Was it the one when... Uh, was it the day the music died? It was not. The Big Bopper was not on okay. this plane. Uh, but to make things even more eerie, the plane... It landed on top of a, a vehicle that had members of the pilot's family inside of it. This seems like the devil's involved. I don't know. This seems fishy. When Gregory Peck did eventually board a plane to England for filming on The Omen, his plane was struck by lightning. In a completely different instance, writer David Seltzer's plane was also struck by lightning while he was on his way to the film. So two people on their way of the film's planes got struck by lightning. How often 
And I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything, but how often do planes get struck by lightning? I don't think it's like that because they're like built to be struck by, but they yeah. also avoid flying through storms. Right. Uh, I don't know. I've been on planes. I, I've never gotten struck by lightning on a plane. Would you know it these days? I think you would hear it, right? There would still know. be the loud crack of thunder. Perhaps. No, definitely, because why wouldn't the thunder make, why wouldn't the lightning make a thunder sound oh, yeah, when true. it hits the plane? But maybe the, what is going on out on the there, street? There's a parade going by outside. Sorry if anybody's hearing this. Wow. Very loud. It, it's not, it's pretty late at night. Tom. Yeah, let's stop her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They had a light up uh, thing in the front, like a uh, night ride. Is this what? Or when they're like, oh, you get more conservative as you get older. Where it's just, <laughs> just like, get mad about loud like, cars. That guy should be sentenced to death for what he just <laughs> did. Yeah, because it's like, who? Nobody wants it. Nobody's ever yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. This, yeah. They, no, I'm, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. Inconveniencing right. a bunch of people. Uh, let's get back to it. Oh, okay. Uh, later executive producer Mace Newfield said that Peck and others affiliated with the film had planned to dine out at a restaurant one evening only for the building to be destroyed in a violent explosion. Wow. So they were like, let's go to this restaurant. And then they're like, eh, let's not, yeah, you know, I had a long day or whatever. I'm just going to, and then the, the restaurant explodes. Um, the special effects artist who created the Omen's decapitation scene was involved in a head-on crash that decapitated his girlfriend. Filming a Zeus... Tom, what? Can we just pretend that what you just said was in a fictional movie and wasn't real people? Why? Because I want to say something. <laughs> All right. Where you, oh, jeez. You mean... Uh, I think you mean uh, they were involved in a head-off crash. Oh, boy. But I couldn't... What did you get mad at me for saying before? Making jokes about? <laughs> Decapitation. What the of hell? children, <laughs> When it happens to an adult, it's funny. I mean, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make light of it. You can... There's a pun. If there's a pun, you can reach for a pun. I was... Only making fun of uh, Vic Morrow. Okay, and that's not. <laughs> anyway. Why do you have to keep bringing that up, Doug? Why do you bring it up? Because that's been upsetting me for years. Um, while filming a zoo sequence, the young boy playing the demonic Damien apparently upset the baboons so much that they started freaking out. So the Adam, the Adam Wrangler, animal Wrangler was called in to help. The next day, he was mauled by a tiger and killed. The the animal wrangler, oh, okay. not the boy. Uh, the crew hired a small a small wait a guy an animal wrangler was <laughs> mauled and killed by on a the tiger. Set, yeah, on the set of the Omen. The next day after they were done shooting at that zoo, it was uh, like a guy who worked for the zoo. I think. Oh, uh, okay. But because the so what is it? What are you bringing the in? The baboons young got actor, so yeah. upset. 
Because he had to come in to calm down the and baboons. And they're blaming the kid for the baboons and not the whole film crew. And what a, I don't know what the kid I've was doing. I've never seen The Omen. Well, kid's named Damien. The kid's named Damien. Uh, the crew hired a there small... There was a real religious family in the uh, uh, town we grew up in, Tom. Uh-huh. The dad's name was Damien. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But he was nice. He was very nice. Yeah. He took me to see Wayne's World. Wow. Me, you know, like, and his son. Like, right, right. Know, we were uh, too young to go to the movies alone. Well, it couldn't have been that religious if he took you to see Wayne's World. I know. And then he dropped me off and uh, at my house, and mm-hmm. my dad was like, I was in the movie. And he's like, it was great. I got, uh, I understood more of the jokes than they did. <laughs> Swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he walked around town going, Swing. So I'm at church the next day. We was going up to get communion. Swing. <laughs> the body of Christ. Swing. <laughs> That's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> Get out of here. Tom, this podcast is now cursed because we're- I know. I can't wait to find out what tragedies befall us. Uh, The crew hired a small plane to do some aerial photography, but it was given to another client at the last minute. That plane crashed on takeoff and killed everyone on board. Sheesh. And then finally, while shooting a scene in the film, Gregory Peck's stuntman was attacked by train Rottweilers. For some reason, the dogs went into a frenzy and ignored their trainer's command. The stuntman survived but sustained serious injuries. Mm. And I feel like I haven't seen The Omen either, but I think that's like kind of one that it's not necessarily Damien doing bad things. That's like bad things happen when he's around. Like he is an omen for bad things coming. And it sounds like the the. He's he's the Antichrist. What? Damien. Oh, yeah, he's the Antichrist. Yeah, too. so it's not just like... But also, uh, he's an... All, you, hey, you can be both nowadays. What, just an unlucky guy and the Antichrist? Yeah. I mean, you think the Antichrist is walking around, the luckiest guy on Earth? No, he's, he's the, the Antichrist. No, no, the Antichrist is, is having a blast. You, I mean, we know who the Antichrist is currently, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because she's a clone of the Satanist. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video, though? She does look a lot like that lady. <laughs> Tom, I have no idea what the hell you're talking Wait, about. That did, oh, then don't be throwing accusations around, Tim, about certain people being the Antichrist if you can't back it up with some evidence like I can. Um I was also reading about this one I hadn't heard about. This again is like we're going long, but I don't think we're actually going long because I'm just I've made so many mental <laughs> edits in my head. Um, uh, this one again, I don't think it's necessarily cursed. Just like, oh, that was bad. That you, somebody should have somebody been in me. jail for doing that. Uh, the movie The Conqueror about Genghis Khan. I don't even. I don't. I've never heard of this film. Uh, guess who played Genghis Khan? Uh, the year is nineteen fifty six. Marlon Brando. Uh, no, John Wayne. Oh, cool. The, the most Asian man you you know. Um, apparent. Uh, the movie I think was like a gigantic flop too. Um. But uh, apparently they shot the movie. I don't I the movie came out in 56. So they shot it. I'm assuming 55, 56, maybe mm-hmm. a little before. But um, maybe even a little after they were. No, couldn't have done it after the movie came out. Uh, 
They shot the movie in a desert in Utah downwind of a nuclear weapons testing facility. Okay. In the 50 in the 50s uh of the But two they in the, they didn't know. I guess in the 50s they knew. They did. They were yeah. like we're making weapons out of this stuff. Yeah. It can't be great. Yeah. Of the 220 people involved with the production, 91 developed a range of cancers and 46 died as a result, including John Wayne, his co-star Susan Hayward, and director Dick Powell. This number doesn't account for the Native American extras in the film. So Why I, not? So I get because it wasn't tracked, I'm sure. I'm sure like those people's names weren't written down yeah. anywhere. Uh, and also I'm thinking like, did they have native Americans playing Chinese for this Genghis Khan movie? Like, I don't think Genghis Khan ever fought against like a native American army ever. So I'm just kind of uh, assuming there, but Hey, unclear. Maybe the extras wound up better off because maybe they weren't on set as much as, uh, like the, the director and stars and the crew and everything. But, uh, but yeah, awful. And I I didn't know that. I knew that that was how John Wayne died, but I didn't know that. Uh, you know, a lot of people speculate. Oh yeah, this is when. Uh, yeah, you know how a quarter of the people in that movie died. That if we think it was due to this, Tom. So not curse, just. Don't, I no longer like Halloween month. Why? This just bummed oh, me out. Come on, don't go that far. Uh, and then the, there was another movie that was cursed and, uh, everybody saw ghost and that was as bad as things got. Yeah. Oh man. The whole <laughs> reason I wanted to do this, cause I want to talk about three men and a baby. <laughs> All right. Well, let me do the plugs. So we right. can talk about three men and a baby. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can find our social media links there, our subreddit, our discord. They're all popping off. You can check out, uh, patreon.com for patreon.com slash complete guide. <laughs> you can check out patreon.com. You can uh, support a number of creators <laughs> or start a project yourself. <laughs> patreon.com slash complete guide for uh, books, a podcast, a weekly podcast we do about books. Uh, I'm reading the exorcist right now for Halloween month. You can get uh, that. You can listen to all the back episodes of uh, books, a podcast and more patreon.com slash complete guide and you can follow me on social media at tom reynolds tell me at your pal tim tim let's hear about three men and a little lady no three men and a baby three men and a little baby That's... the 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 prequel to three men and a little lady that's the way i think of it well yeah uh it's ted dancing mm-hmm. tom Selleck, uh-huh. steve gutenberg yeah uh, you can f- find three bigger movie stars in the 80s no uh, they, uh, raise a child together, a little girl. Mm-hmm. She's left on their doorstep. Now, and they're, di- are they just roommates or something? Yeah, but they're all cool. And now was Full House just a ripoff of that? Huh? <laughs> You've never thought about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like it was. I kind of feel like they saw the success. I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but I think they were like, oh, like three men that don't know how to raise, especially like a daughter. Let's... Same year. Mm, so just an example of Hollywood parallel thinking or a script's been around forever. People trying to get three men and a baby made. Not sure. Well, there was a ghost in it, uh, or so they said. No, so you said. It's a stand-up of Ted Danson. Not that... me. Like, you think I started this rumor? <sighs> 
you've certainly been instrumental in uh, perpetrating it in recent time after it's already been solved. Yeah, do I corner some people in uh, in Red Hook at a party? Uh, you know, there's a ghost, three men and a baby. No, the it's guy not at in the all video the comments. store, the guy in Golden all, Video. All the, uh, videos. Uh-huh. In 1988, I guess, when it hit video, mm-hmm. um, took me and Sean Rogers aside and was like... <laughs> took you behind the uh, beaded curtains of the adult section? <laughs> no, I think he was uh, distracting us while Sean's dad went in there. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, he, uh, showed us, uh, he's like, oh, here it is. Here's the scene. You see the ghost. The thing is we have a few videos Mm -hmm. of that. We have a few copies of this. Mm -hmm. This ghost only shows up on a couple of them and on others. It's not there. He's like, I've checked them all. Is it funny to think about like, that's just something like some teenager said, cause he was like bored. To yeah, you as a kid, like not he probably did actually think that and was into it, but he was just like, I got to say some of these kids. And he said that and you think about that every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it scared the hell out of me. And like how like number one, we were like, well, we got to rent the video and see uh-huh. if we get one with the ghost in it or right, without. Of course. But like that detail to me sold it for me. Right. That, Where it's that's like, not in all of them. Yeah. And like it was somebody older than me who I saw as an adult. You're right. It was probably a teenager. Pro- yeah. Probably in my like memory, a 14 year old. Yeah. It was like, you know, at least a 50 year old man. <laughs> right. Like, uh-huh. and, uh, it's like, well, you know, he told me that, like, I have no mm. reason to disbelieve him. Mm. Why would the man at the video store? And, like, uh, this boy's four years older than me. Why would he lie? Yeah, well, I didn't know that at the time. And I was seven, Tom. Wow, you were seven? Yeah. Huh. Six or seven. But it's three men and a baby. Yeah. It's not like, oh, like, uh, the poltergeist, like, mm. yeah, this was yeah. cursed. It was like, oh, this comedy movie about. Three, uh, what cool. about in uh, Wizard of Oz? You see one of the munchkins hang himself. That's not true. It's a bird flapping his wings. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got a bridge to sell you. <sighs> Let's never speak of this episode again. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, I'm Zach Oyama, and I'm joining forces with... Jasper William Cartwright! And I'm here today to tell you about Rotating Heroes, a comedy actual play podcast. Which is now on HeadGum. And if you don't know what an actual play is, it's like listening to your dumb friends make up their own Lord of the Rings, except much stupider, and every choice is left up to the roll of a dice. What can you expect from the Rotating Heroes podcast? Well, exactly that. Every arc will be kicking off with a rotating cast of people who will battle, laugh, and cry across Amalar as they commit to some of the silliest bits that they possibly can do. But, uh, Zach, who are some of these heroes? Who are they played by? Ah, people like, I don't know, Emily Axford. <gasps> Love Emily Axford. Siobhan Thompson. Wow. Mike Trapp. Oh, yeah. Brennan Lee Mulligan. Yes. Allie Beardsley. Noice. And if you want even more Rotating Heroes in your life, you can get it by going over to patreon.com forward slash Rotating Heroes, where you can get the Arc Box, which is where we talk about all the things that have just happened in the most recent episode. That's patreon.com forward slash Rotating Heroes. 
Subscribe to Rotating Heroes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be on the lookout for new episodes. On what day? Friday? Friday. Wow.